All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, has anything happened in Premier League football news since we last recorded roughly nine days ago? Lots happened since last night, if you're... Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden. That, that <laughs> All right. true. <laughs> I will admit right up front, I've ignored everything Nations League. Sure. I'm too busy watching the U.S. Open tennis tournament. All I did was got sent home because they had some visitors that uh, helped break their quarantine. Of course. So, that's a and good Kyle one. Walker got a red card, I saw. I did see that. But, yeah, I've been too busy watching tennis, basketball, hockey, baseball, the start of football. What do you think of Djokovic? Um, I I think the rule is the rule. The rule is the rule. He, he he did it on purpose. There have been 25 years of precedent in tennis for that. Actually, longer than that. So they did the right thing. He didn't do it on purpose. It whoa, was whoa, whoa. crazy coincidence. He was trying to buzz the tower. I think he was trying to buzz the tower. No way. Yes, he was. I don't think he meant to hit her, but he looked over. I think he was trying to buzz the tower. It bounced one off the wall right next to her head. That's why I think he's he. Done. She had nothing to do with his performance, though. To that point, I'm just saying. Listen, this is not a U.S. Her. Open podcast. Okay, all I was right. about to say, uh, is break helping to break quarantine a euphemism? <laughs> it is for those guys. I think they were they were breaking something. Okay, moving right along. We're going to discuss. <laughs> What's this podcast we have to about? Time, we ha- well, Although it's the about- rumor was they were acted like perfect gentlemen. Great. Uh, okay. We have to timestamp this episode. It is Monday night. It is five days before the start of the Premier League season as we're recording this. There are some things that happened, Scott, to answer your first question. There's a few things that we should talk about. I know. I caught up on them as I prepared for this podcast, and we'll talk about them in this episode. We're going to discuss the things that have changed that you might be interested in as a as, as an FPL owner entering That's into right. a new season. Uh, we're going to discuss the ways that our lineups have changed in the nine days since we've last recorded an episode and five days out from the start of the season. Sure to change again after we're done recording. But yes. we're going we're gonna to do the best we can here and, and hopefully uh, entertain you along the way. Also, at the end of our uh, episode, we're going to talk again about how you can join, if you haven't already, the FPL America podcast mini league in FPL. And for the first time all season... We will review our captain's picks. Sure to go wrong. Oh my goodness, couldn't be more wrong. And we haven't even picked them yet. Before we get into everything though, Brian, before I turn it over to you to kick us off, I want to mention how you can keep following us throughout this week as we get ready for the opening kickoff of matches. 
You can follow us on Facebook, FPL America Podcast, Twitter, FPL underscore America, Instagram, FPL America, uh, and our Patreon site, patreon.com slash FPL America. And we actually have a, a new patron that we're going to recognize at the end of our episode. Yes. We're excited to have him join the uh, smaller community within the community. That's right. And uh, and so we'll make mention of him as well as we get to the end. Brian, that's everything I want to set up. Take it away. Let's get on to our Game Week 1 preview. I like it. Let's start with Dave's club, shall we? In fact, I'm just going to go alphabetically through the clubs that have yes! something to discuss. And Arsenal yes! have been doing work. Yes! So Gabriel is in. Yes. Danny Ceballos is back in. Big. That's that's a big, big deal for them. We talked about William already. Remember when Ceballos had that one good game that one time? It was like game week two, and it fooled everyone for the entire season. Yeah. At least a handful of people. But, But Dave, tell me why it's different this time. What matters about what Arsenal have done in the last nine days for FPL owners? Ceballos kind of tricked us to start off the year and i also think that he's one of those guys he he's in his early 20s but he had to figure out how to train properly and uh, i think he thought he was going to come right into the side emory started him and then uh he just kind of fell out of graces maybe it was a training thing i don't know but under arteta he is a lock to start with jaka and uh he has some ramsey ish things that he does, Scott, that I think at a 5-0, look, his restart was really good. He was really good. He was, he was one of the main things that, that made Arsenal click. In fact, his goal in the FA Cup final was the one that, that gave Arsenal the title. I'm just telling you, at 5-0, and we can get into what changed, I could get into that right now as I brought him into my team. He is in your team right now. So last week, I had Dale Stevens. And I moved Dale Stevens out for Socek because Brian, you sold me on Socek. He's a five zero as well. Mm-hmm. And then when I when when Arsenal finally signed Ceballos and I saw him at that price, at that price point, look, I'm not expecting him to reshape the world at a five zero, but mm-hmm. someone who's going to be starting and be relevant, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of value there. And a lot of people had disagreements on that, but that in my opinion, from what I've seen, there is value there. Who is he replacing? Do you really think he's going to start? Ceballos? Yeah. Yeah. Who 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 for compared to last season's lineup when he was in he and was, out? He was he was he was starting towards the and, end. And yeah, the, I mean, he started all restart. And and he was okay. He was pretty good. Okay. I mean, I know that when you run the numbers at McSwanger in our Slack channel, Scott, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of our one of our super fans. Yeah. He uh, found on Twitter, because uh, we were discussing Socek and Ceballos hey, in by the, the channel. Hey, by the way, am I saying it right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you. You are. I'm pausing you because there's been some great interaction on our Slack workspace yeah. in the last week discussing how everyone's setting up their lineups. This is the community within the community that I mentioned just a few minutes ago at the That's top right. of our episode. And this is something that you have access to when you, when you join us on Patreon as a patron uh, at, at our middle level or higher. And uh, and we've got someone new that's that's we've just brought in. We've got a, a good collection of people who are putting together some really good analysis and, and bouncing ideas off each other. It's been outstanding yeah. to read. I'm not going to admit that I've participated much, but it's been but, fun to follow along reading. with. Reading. I have been. And Ceballos has been a, a topic of conversation. So anyways, he just pulled off Twitter somewhere, did a great job of it. He saw someone tweet a side-by-side 
with XG, XA. I know you love those. Oh, they're, they're, ba- XP they're best. XP points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm really going to look at those a lot more this season and, and weigh those. In, For Ceballos? It was it was Socek versus Ceballos in their minutes that they played. Um, and my my question was it didn't se- it didn't separate the Emery minutes from the Arteta minutes. So anyway, all right, Dave. So you have two Arsenal midfielders in your lineup now. I do. I have Aubameyang and Ceballos. Okay, let me ask you a question. I'm going to compare Ceballos against two midfielders in my lineup. Okay. Ceballos at five. Yeah. Saint Maximin. At five and a half. Well, I have St. Maxima as well. Okay. So, so if you I wouldn't... had to choose one, I choose A-S-M. Okay. Harvey Barnes at seven. Ceballos at five. If you're freeing up some money, is it worth it to do that move? Because I'd, be, I'd love to go to KDB. I can't do it without selling off some money. Is that move worth making? I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just I, not I sold just, on Barnes yet. I just don't know how Ceballos could have had any expected involvement when he only took two shots in the last five <laughs> weeks of the season. Did you see his key passes, Brian? <laughs> no, I did not. I, I get what I I'm DVR'd saying. I all of them, Dave. Like All those key passes. Sokka is 0.5 more than Ceballos. Why not Sokka? Agree. So, I, I mean, it's I guess... I no, guess no, 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 no. I would rather have... No, no, no. You're right. You are absolutely right. Sokka. It's just the money for you. Sokka is on my watch list. You need a five. I was looking for that price point. Sokka is on my watch list at five and a half. So, Brian, since you brought him up, Sokka at five and a half or Barnes at seven. Understanding that that move might be about the money freed up as much as as the points. Depends on who else I was looking at. If I had to pick one guy because I needed him to play, I think I would would probably take Harvey Barnes. Although... uh, as I'm, as we sit here, uh, before the before the uh, week starts, before game week one, mm-hmm. the last of the articles of the of FPL America, the article, will be available, and it will be about forwards. And one of the things I was looking at with Jamie Vardy was just how much he dropped off from game weeks 24 to the end of the season. He was the leading scorer from game week one to game week 23. It took. It was game week twenty three that that KDB finally passed Vardy as the leading scorer in all of FPL. Towards the end of the season, when Leicester hit their injury yeah. stretch, when they lost Chilwell, they lost Madison, they lost Pereira. Vardy ended up with sixty points from game weeks twenty four on. It's like the it's like the forty fifth. He was like forty fifth overall. He went from first to forty fifth in FPL points. I just don't know how that doesn't also impact. How, like how that like Harvey Barnes, Iozzi Perez, uh, Ianacho. Like Ianacho was probably the most useful of all the Leicester attackers <laughs> towards the end of the season. So it's just hard. Like I just I, right now because of the way Leicester defensively, they don't have you know you lose Chilwell completely. Pereira is nowhere close. Uh, James Justin can fill in, but who's playing on Chilwell's side? What player is going to fill in there? Who are their center backs that are starting the season? Like Lester, Lester have issues, and I know they get West Brom first. I just don't know. I'm I I'm really hesitant with these guys. If you knew James Madison was starting week one, I feel like that might make up for it, just because of how he was just such a boss when he was fit last season. But I just I don't know. I I'm I it's a it's a little closer for me when now that you say it, Saka knowing how solid. Arsenal is, but Dave is Saka starting. 
aren't there questions here? And the guy I want to know about with Arsenal is Willian. Willian. I still want to know about Willian. I know. I he is impressing in his <laughs> training. Right. There I, were a lot of air quotes I, for those listening. Yeah, so I just I, Brian sentence yeah, there. I just want to know we, how important before, he is going to be. I know. I, I before we get back to that, I just want to finish up on Barnes. Barnes Scott. Six goals, ten assists last year. Do you think those numbers are better? At seven year? pounds, that those are. If he matches that, I'm happy at seven pounds. Wouldn't you be, Brian? Did he make your midfield article in Price Change? Do you know only know. that. Just only only in reference to specifically in reference to James Madison. Just because of James Madison statistically, before his injury, he was one of the most prolific midfielders. In the Premier League. And Madison's at a 7 And Madison is at, an, is at a flat 7. His price actually came down from the end of last season. Despite the injury, he still starts cheaper than he did at the end of last season. So that's why, for me, I, like if when James Madison is healthy, he changes the dynamic of their attack. So that's the thing for me. It's, why, it's the reason why I, I like what Harvey Barnes did. I totally agree with you. Uh, like uh, what he is at- attacking wise, what he's capable of, could be really good. I-, I just I'm a little hesitant with with Lester, just because they keep they keep running into snags, and I mean, we haven't even gotten started yet. You've already ruined the agenda because we've skipped to Lester here, but that's fine. Sorry. I'm going to stay with Lester and let you know. T- and, and I don't know that I'm saying this right. You're going to have to teach me at some point during the season. I think it's Timothy Castagna has been signed from Atalanta. Atalanta made a run in the Champions League this past, well, in August, <laughs> this last right, season. Right, right, uh, And he comes from them, and he is largely believed to be the Ben Showell replacement. Okay. And so they have brought him in. He's a new guy, and he's the signing has just been made since we've recorded. So last not available week. in FPL so he's, as, he, the, as no, of this moment. No, he is available. He's a 5-5. He's at 5-5 five, five in the defense. I don't, I'm not saying I'm going there, but I'm so saying he is he available might, in FPL as of this moment. He yes. is. I'm <laughs> yes, not saying, and I'm not saying he's relevant in FPL. But what I'm saying is maybe. I mean, we saw this last. Was it last year when Lester lost Harry Maguire? You know, Brendan Rodgers had Suryinju to bring in, and mm-hmm. and he was already there and ready to fill in, and and he did fine until he lost his mind in the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, this could be another situation where Rodgers has gone ahead and just filled filled that gap in with someone else, and maybe Lester will continue right along, and maybe it'll be okay to have Harvey Barnes well, at seven. Lester likes – I mean, Luke Thomas has played a couple of matches for them here in the preseason. They like the they like the talent of the guy. Uh, Justin's the more assured guy. Right, he's young. That's exactly it. And if so, Castagna can help both yeah. bring stability and bring Luke Thomas – give him some time to come along – Lester is in Do a good position. Do you trust that the person setting the prices is setting the prices with with knowledge backing it? Like what I'm saying is he's I not do. he's not coming in at five and a half for no reason. That's no. expensive. Atalanta and, was good last year, and, and he I, he was signed for twenty one and a half million pounds. I mean, I think all as superficial as those number as those two facts are, I think that goes a long way to saying five and a half. Plus, he's already being called the Ben Chilwell replacement, so. He's going to start for a lesser defense that challenged for top four last season. Right. And this is exactly why, yet again, I, Soyuncu being five and a half or, and, and owned a, over, a, over 11% is so insane to me. I can't even – I don't know what that, – that number is so dumb. I can't even dumb believe it. Dumb high or dumb low? Dumb high. What 
I I am dead serious. What does he offer at five and a half that you can't get from thirty or forty other defenders who are better than him? Yeah. He doesn't do anything. Can I but, can I support you with but a, be big? Can I support you with a fun fact? Yes. Johnny Evans scored more fantasy points last year than Sir Inger. <laughs> He's the same price. I get that he has a red triangle by his name, but it's just like he doesn't get a lot of bonus points and he's not he had one <laughs> assist and one goal and it was like that wasn't his first goal in his entire life he had never scored even as a child i think was the statistic that's not true brian would you call that the dumb mass move of the week it's the dumb, it is the dumb mass move of the preseason for me absolutely okay. love it love it real quick last thing on lester and we need to move on jamie vardy's ownership is at a 16.6 Good or bad? Should it be higher or lower? Go lower. You're committing ten pounds to forward with him. That's a lot of it. It's a lot of money given the other options. But look, he scored. He was far and away the best scorer. The first in the Premier weeks. League for the first twenty weeks yeah. of the Premier League season last season, and it wasn't until a, a, a non-injury injury, a groin, and then a butt. And then a and then a thigh, I think. Nice. One of his two halves of butt that's, that's were injured. It. Sure. And so <laughs> halves of butt. All right. Very very good. That's Perfect. not my own joke. Okay, I sure. wish it's a that's a Lonely Island thing. <laughs> like, full credit to Lonely Island. <clears throat> I don't and know what yes, you do. You know exactly who Lonely Island yeah, is. Yeah, Rock. No, I'm just kidding. No, you know no Lonely Island. It's uh, we yeah, can you do. This. You know. Hold on, I'm saying the name. I don't know. I'm saying the name. It is Andy Samberg and his friends. It's the guys that did all. It's uh, Alex Samberg. It's uh, it's, uh, I'm on a boat. Yes, like that. It's in a box. Yes, like that. It's all of those. That's those guys. That's Lonely Island. They have a. It's their hilarious. It's their hilarious thing about Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. This is not a Lonely Island podcast. Understood. I just would like to say that's where that came from. Understood. I just like to credit my. I just want to credit my sources. That's it. Okay. Moving back quickly to Arsenal, and then we're moving on. Uh huh. Scott, I'm only bringing this up because you and I talked about this pre-pod before Brian even got here. Okay. I was on record last pod. It's saying I think when I saw the lineup for the for the uh, Community Shield game. Yep. That was right as we were kind of going into uh, – that's right uh, that's, as we were recording. Yeah. I thought, I, I don't know what this is. It feels like he's showcasing players that he's going to sell. Well – Is he selling any of them? So reports out today, supposedly uh, Arsenal was going to loan out Rob Holding because he started that game. And now, no, they're not going to loan him out. They're going to hold on to him. The other Ainsley Maitland now is supposed to be going to Wolves right, right. a week ago. No, he's staying. I say all that to say this. I don't think Emilio Martinez, Scott, is going to go anywhere. And I think that he's going to be starting. Now I'm starting to be convinced that he's going to be starting and that the, the, the guys that we saw playing in that game might be the real similar to the starters week one. And maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I'll say this because I think the thought is – because Brian, you brought it up. Where does William fit in? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I think he's going to be in the starting lineup. I just don't know if they if they start with a back four. I think William is is in that lineup. I think Jaka and Ceballos are in front of the back four. William possibly in front of them, with Saka and Bamiang and Bamiang on the Kedia. edges. 
if Enkedia is not loaned out, and I think Lacazette will probably end up being the starter. He was a late comeback from Holiday is why he wasn't ready for the Community Shield. There is no injury. There's no out of graces. They're not selling him, I don't think, and I don't think they're loaning him. So I, I think I think Lacazette's starting starting week one. I like teams that have two goalkeepers, seven defenders, eight midfielders, and two forwards available in FPL because they're predictable. Arsenal are the furthest thing from predictable going into game week one. It does seem like that. With the I, exception I really of Aubameyang. I think – I think they will be more predictable than it seems. I think Tierney, Arteta, Tierney, Aubameyang, uh, Bellerin. Yes. Yep. That's about. I mean, well, and Xhaka. Xhaka, but you're not playing him. You're not. Right. You're, not you're not buying him. Sabios, I swear he'll start. Saka okay. is a money move who may give you something off the bench occasionally. Saka at a five-five. If you said like, if he's starting. You... Right. If they find a way to fit him into that lineup, but right now it's where is Pepe? What does Pepe do? I don't know where Pepe is. Pepe is Pepe competing here? <laughs> what I'm saying is, Willian, everything about Willian has been glowing since he showed up. There's a good chance that Pepe might not be seeing the pitch for a while until he can beat at Willian in training. And I hate to stay on Arsenal longer, but is Enkedi at six pounds worth it in a discount forward line? Why not put Aubameyang through the middle and put... No, no, no. William. I don't care what they do in real life. Your okay. Arsenal moment's over. All right, fair enough. And Keddy at six pounds. Is there room for him in my fantasy lineup with a discount no, front line? No, I would I love to put some – I would love to have him. I just can't I, – I, I just feel like it's not – It's there's no way to I justify it. I would rather have it. Jordan IU to start the season because right. – Mitrovic is six and, also. And or, or Mitrovic. Hmm. That's good. Dave, uh, question. And Scott, you can answer this question too. This is, has, this is the last Arsenal thing that I have. We've said that three times. The – the disparity in ownership, I'm asking this question in an article as well. If Willian does well week one, how fast will anyone sell Aubameyang to no. get to Willian? Do you I think that no. would happen? No. All right, so I no. will say this, and, and if everyone pays attention, the Arsenal-Fulham match is the first game. Yeah. There is a chance you could get a leaked lineup – and maybe make a change if you really wanted to before that match because they are the first match of the season. Lineups they are, they lock the, 90 minutes before kickoff this season. We have not hell. talked about that, yeah. by the way. That needs to be mentioned. It changed from it's, 60 to 90 minutes for the new season. That you is are going correct. To, I, that, I, that is going to get me. Fulham v. Arsenal is the first match of the season. <laughs> that is going to get me. Yeah. So that's... I respect your mention, but that is, is it, less is likely. That, is, is that as a, a way of defending against leaked lineups? Yeah, that's a, the only a, consideration is. for that um, at this point. But that's but really annoying. The thing that I like about Willian at eight, and it's something we discussed last podcast, is price points, and Willian hits that eight-pound bracket. And so, what I, did Dave I, call it? Something X Zone X couple of right. episodes ago. Look at look at Sun's ownership at 28%. That's that sounds right. That does sound I, right. Right. That I to me that Your is, article that, mentions Sun specifically like everyone should own him. How did he drop so much from the end of last season? To I mean, I get it. He drifted out wide way too much for anyone's liking at the end of last season, but he was still very good during the restart. Not as good as you would have wanted. But only because you want him to constantly be scoring goals. Sure. Because you like joy, and he is pure joy. Absolutely. What I'm saying is, 
Willian for at least two weeks gets you into that eight pound range. We do, you know, Pulisic could be back shortly after, or, or or could be back by that point. For all we know, you'll get to see oh, at least a week of of the Chelsea of their other Chelsea assets. I, I feel like that's a lot of flexibility in moving stuff around, and the matchup is good. Arsenal get to start with Fulham, like. You. This is this is the reason why Aubameyang is a great captain. Is is a lot of people's captain consideration going into week one. Yeah. I just think I just think starting both of them could be uh, could be a smart move just because it gives you a really good matchup in the first week and it gives you uh, flexibility for moving things around in the week. You know, in, in week two and beyond. Very good. Let's move on to Chelsea despite the fact that they had done more work than most prior to our season preview pod, they've also continued to do some work. Uh, Brian, I'm not going to say any more because this is where I just turn it over to you. Yeah. You have a preseason special, sir. Oh my gosh. You have a, how to say with Brian J two for one preseason special Chelsea edition. Yes, it is a Chelsea edition. Scott, you are exactly right. Take it away. Do we have or want music for our how to say? Yes, I'm sure we could come up with something. As I usually ask for, Dave, I would like, I want to hear. Can't wait uh, for this. Sex Machine by James of Brown. Of course. But since this is a Chelsea, uh, a Chelsea how to say, <laughs> and since all three of us are all in on Chelsea this season, let's go with the Fratelli's classic Chelsea Dagger, a song everyone knows as soon as it starts. Uh, it is not only a song used by Celtic, it is used by the Chicago Blackhawks, and it is a song that is used by Chelsea, because it, it has the word Chelsea in it. It's called Chelsea Dagger. Chelsea Dagger. Okay. Like, I'm going to stab you with a dagger right in your eyeball, Dave. This is not a violent podcast. I'm going to stab you with a dagger if you don't play this. I'm I'll not play kidding. It. I'll play it. Fine. I am... <laughs> It's, well, just like Stop I always say, I will stab you in the face with a dagger. Stop I'm doing the dagging joking. motion. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Kai Havert. Oh. Both Kai and Havert are low drama. Okay. Um, what you should care about is that since December of 2018, Kai Havert has scored 32 goals in 68 games with uh, Bayer Leverkusen. How many? 32 goals in 68, 68 games. games. Uh, ChelseaFC.com did the math or maths wow. for us. That wow. comes out to about one goal every two matches. He's 8.5. Do you want him or son? Plus, he's six foot two, which is something that Frank Lampard said that he loves for sure. defending and attacking sure. pieces. That's right. You love that. I do. Uh, the way he's being described is. Uh, uh, as a midfielder who can outscore forwards. He wants to score goals. Already I've lied to you about spending a lot of time about <laughs> Kai Havertz. I'll tell you right now that what you want... I'm, I'll answer your question about the Sure. I'll tell you right now that you want the other guys. Hakeem is easy enough. Yes, we've, we've guessed on this. So let me rephrase. Painfully. I'll, I'll tell you right now that what you want is the other guy's surname. Yes. Z-I-Y-E-C-H. I know you know the way you heard it said. But now let me tell you how you need to have heard Akeem himself have said it. Ah. Like that. Yes. That C-H at the end is not K. A hard 
Ka sound, as in Loch Ness or Chasm, or this is giving me a headache. <laughs> okay, sure. It is better represented by the symbol Ash. A ash. symbol Ash, a symbol that looks like an S that has been turned into a periscope. It's kind of a long tall. Ash. Ash. It represents the sound Sh, as okay. in Shit. My <laughs> shoes are filled with fish. Is that. The common yeah. everyday expression. I'll never, I'll never forget how to say <laughs> the his everyday name. Americanism. Ever, Scott? I'll never, I'll never forget. <laughs> My shoes are filled with fish. That's right. Your soon-to-be most creative Chelsea midfielder is none other than Hakeem Ziyech. Ziyech. Yep. Yes. I cannot wait for all our white to e f sound, that up. Not I sound on that first vowel. He said it himself uh, when Ajax uh, interviewed him. Uh, not understand most of the things that he's saying, but you can't understand that he is saying. Ziyech uh, is the creative force for them moving forward, and and Havertz. Yeah, and the FP and the Premier League is saying that as much about him anyway. That he, you know, just because he's creative in such tight spaces, and that's one of the things that Chelsea kind of lacked. Uh, Attacking wise, of the things that they uh, of the things that they lacked attacking. I mean, I feel like Chelsea has so much going forward as they are. I mean, with I mean, hardly without adding. I feel like they had a lot to to contribute. This is only going to make them better. They're these guys make them kind of scary good attacking wise. I kind of love it. I'm not changing my. <laughs> I'm not changing my team to Chelsea, but holy cow, this is going to be a blast. As a neutral, it's a blast when it to comes watch to this. Oh in my real gosh. life. But yes. fantasy-wise, are any of us going near Chelsea to start the season? Yeah, so I'm, I, 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 it's, I'm having deja vu because I said this last season. I like things that are there. I don't know what things I want yet. And we quickly learned we liked Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount. Right, for to sure. To start the season. Right, and now there's hardly two guys more threatened in their positions as they were last season than Tammy Abraham and Mason Mount. Okay, so those guys, great. That doesn't make Chelsea better then. If you know, they did the Sheffield, where you have John Lundstrom, and you replace him in the January window, even though he's not your weakest player. Chelsea seemed to. I mean, they didn't end the season the same way they started it. Abraham and Mount. But you, you replace them in your lineup, great. But we all know that Chelsea's defense is what needed help. Yep. And they've done some work there, too. We've already talked about Ben Chilwell. And then Thiago Silva, briefly, we mentioned him last week. I think Silva's overrated. I don't think he's going to do a ton for Chelsea's defense that, that they yeah, don't and, already have. And half of Chelsea, anyway, I mean, coming into week one, I mean, so many of these players that, we, that you might like or players that have been either stalwarts for them or players that you would like to see are injured. Like, so now you, you already know as Piliqueta is, is probably not going to be ready for the first week. Thanks to the community sheet or to the FA cup final. We are, it, Chilwell. Ben Chilwell, he seems to be fine in training so far. So I think you'll probably see him, but Reese James picked up a knock for England too. So Reese James was withdrawn from the England squad because of a knock. So, you know, you just have doubts on some of these guys that you, you kind of thought like, well, at least we'll get to see them at the beginning in a good matchup. And now it's like, who are we actually going to see? 
at Pulisic, you know, is out. Ziyech is has a knee, like, knocked his knee. So you already have one of these guys that's like already a doubt for the first week. Tammy is self isolating for COVID as a precaution. So, so I think I Averts think, or Mount, right? I mean, that's who's uh, left. in the midfield. Yeah, but this is why I think now I think that makes I think this Olivier makes, Giroud for game week one. To me, it makes Werner the I, I, yeah, a, way right. more of a shoe in. Yeah. Uh, I think with you know with the potential of not having some of these other guys. If my lineup wasn't so midfield heavy, I'd consider it. Right, and and right now my team, I don't know if I had him in there before, but there's Werner back in there again. So I, <laughs> right. I you know, this is the kind of thing where I I I don't know. It's like I want, I, I would want multiple parts of that attack if I knew they were coming in fresh and they're not. Uh, you like the matchup against Brighton. Uh, I think you still like them overall, but man, it's just, it kind of sucks that you're not going to see this. Right, maybe after the international break, when you get everybody healthy and they've had time to train together. Which is the weirdest thing. Like, we say that all the time when there's an international break, never leading into game week one. What right. I mean, what, what month do you think <laughs> that it will take them to gel? You know, you think it, yeah. is it October that you start to see them like really start to understand each other and really start to play well together? I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a minute, and in the meantime, who's going to score? Because you know they can. Uh, That's a great question. This is why I don't have any. I Chelsea am nervous players. not owning Werner at nine five. He's gonna come in and score a brace in the first week it's amazing. and instantly go to nine six. How much Dave has changed since <laughs> mid August since the last week. on Timo Werner. <laughs> I don't have any Chelsea players in my in my game week one squad as of now. That could easily change very quickly once the season begins. Scott, he scored thirty seconds into his debut in a friendly I mean it's a friendly. It's preseason. It's still preseason happened. doesn't matter, right Dave? It, uh it does. <laughs> okay. It's a duds. All right, moving on. Before we move on, not moving this on. This rabbit hole rye is, is good. Is very good, and it's, it's really get, good. and it's getting better. Like as most things do, as you as you absorb them, I it, know it's getting better as we go. Never on. had it. Absolutely, a this fan. upcoming segment brought to you by Rabbit Hole uh, Kentucky Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, a delicious rye that we uh, are trying for the first time tonight, and it's fantastic. Can you give a fifteen second update on? Crystal Palace's Nathan Ferguson. Nathan because Ferguson, I might need that half a pound. To answer your question, Scott, Yeah. and kind of to answer the question that Dave asked that is not in this part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do some editing occasionally. Nathan Ferguson is still, they're still saying the same thing about him. Even I, though Uncle Roy said he looks great. Grampy Roy is, is saying, yes, <laughs> yes that happy. this is not... This is not somebody that they want to rush in and get into competitive training. And, and so that's the question. Well, obviously, for week one, there is no sense whatsoever that, that Ferguson is going to be fit and available. And Van Onholt is what? Patrick Van Onholt, as you remember, had a separated shoulder and had to have surgery. So sure. Patrick Van Onholt is he's, nowhere near he's ready. He is nowhere near okay. fit. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell. And this is, and this is the left-back position. That is Patrick Van Onholt's space. Okay. So this is somebody that, you know, until you see Nathan Ferguson in training, there's no reason to think that he's going to be fit or available. All right. That's all I wanted. But you know how these things go. Oh, yeah. What with the amazing injury protocol that we all oh, love yeah. so much. 
yeah, the Premier League is, is top-notch. Uh, all right, Everton's done some work in a position of need. Holy cow, have they ever. Midfield was the obvious glaring need coming into this season, and they've signed a couple of guys that might address that problem. Uh, is it Allen? Allen? Yeah, Alan, sure. Let's, Alan. let's say it's Allen. Allen. We'll say Allen for now. And then James Rodriguez from Real Madrid, both in. Brian, I'm not saying those guys necessarily are fantasy relevant, although James Rodriguez might have some moments where he makes us pause. My real question is, are they fixing things enough to where known guys like Dina in the back and DCL in the front might be relevant to start the season? I think that is a huge question now that you know that they have signed these players. I cannot think of... I know, I'm asking you. I cannot, but I'm, I, all I'm, I'm just acknowledging that to go from pre-signing to completed signing, I can't think of a player that you would consider more strongly than Calvert-Lewin. And I think you would do it over Richarlison, A, for money, B, because it seems like he stands to benefit the most in his style. The one thing that they have been missing all of this time, not only is midfield control, but I think supply. If Gilfie Sigurdsson was not the answer, which he has faded and faded, bringing in guys that can be that and facilitate that can only help the guy who's closest to goal all the time, and that's Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Part of me wants to put him straight in. Yeah. Right. So Although, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I, you, don't, I, I, you, don't, you don't love, I mean, Spurs are Spurs. And so, they're, I, I just don't, how many shootouts do they get in? Right. Not, it's never. Not, it's always like not a 1-0, a ton, 1-1 game. Right. You know, not, nothing is impossible, but still, you just don't expect that it's going to be like that against them. After that, I don't even know what they have. I'm just saying after that as a as a West Brom as a means of Palace home to Brighton. That is unbelievable. Three matches after that. So I guess And really with the exception of Liverpool in the middle of that, they're they're the five out of six matches between game weeks two and seven are pretty pretty good. Definitely scored. And but the other thing is this Scott, you know, by hook or by crook, who shows up to play Liverpool? Everton always seems to make it tight, right? Like like it's never it's never a massive blowout, no, usually. Right. Like, no. we, a crappy Everton all of a sudden will, will have their best game of the year against Liverpool, right? Sadly, it's true. The, the way signings are happening, everyone is trying to – I mean, there's a lot of rush to this because of how soon the season starts. The window doesn't close for a bit. For a month. And then so, for two more weeks, it's still open within England itself. So there's a, there is a lot left to happen here. I, I My feeling is, you know – with, it's the same with all of these other teams that have made big moves. That you just say, man, that looks great on paper. Amazing that they got that guy. And this is going to be very helpful for them. That doesn't always work out. Nope. You know that, Dave. I know Nicola this. Pepe. But, I know uh, this. But what I'm saying is, like, this is the one thing Everton fans are, like, over the moon with this stuff. They should be. Right. And, that's, that's, and they've got a world-class manager. Let's right. not forget that. They, Carlo Ancelotti... Knows what to do. To Would win. they have gotten Hamas if if Ancelotti Probably was not, not there? No. Probably. Right. Not. They've worked together a ton. I mean, just it's pedigree, and it's you. Lo- you love that, and so I just 
it's mentality. I mean, you know how that's this this that's where it starts. And I think if he's going to build something there, I mean, it, this is a great framework. They had some nice. I mean, it's been like that. They had nice pieces. They just couldn't score goals. It was the bookend of their season last season. It's just who's gonna who is gonna supply and who's gonna kick it into the net. And, and they just didn't have that. DCL and now still can right. And Richarlison, look. It's not going to be that whiny whiny baby will be nowhere near my squad. I've got principles. They're back. Okay. That whiny baby is nowhere near my squad. But fantasy production, he finds his way. DCL at seven is much more attractive than Richarlison at eight. Richarlison will get. I will not be mentioning him unless it's about how much he's flopping. Well, I will mention him when it's relevant. All right. Fair. Are we done with Everton? Richarlison to me feels like the poor man's Anthony Martial, and I don't know that I would want him okay. when there's a Calvert-Lewin available for okay. one full pound cheaper. They didn't distinguish themselves enough even in different positions last season. So, And he is a whiny baby. You're right. <laughs> oh, The whiniest. Uh, United are a big club, and they made a big signing, so we need to talk about Donny Van de Beek. I'm not sure he himself will be fantasy relevant. There's even questions about where he'll play but he's in from Ajax. Do we know anything about what this means? Any predictions for what this means for FBL? Scott, if you think that Arsenal had a lot of players, United's midfield is lengthy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there is a ton of names. It was that way last season, and it unfortunately hasn't changed. And that can be a bad thing. Ironically, though, we've talked about how for as long as the list of players available is for United. They played the same 11 guys in Project Restart. Is that the, going to change? The thing you know he's not doing is that he is not replacing Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, or Bruno Fernandez. And I feel like that's the only thing that you need to know about him. I also want to say this real quick. Where he plays in relationship to Paul Pogba might might matter. And I, but that to me, I just don't see him as a... And then he's going to go, he'll score week one, and he'll make everyone want to buy So it. Donnie is not in FPL yet. We don't know what price he's coming in at. But I will say this. It has to be similar to There Pogba. is no one, Brian, who has a better color-coded start yeah, of the season that's what I was than Manchester United. So the, the thing that sucks is they don't play week one, of course. But after that, I'm much more interested in United players for the first ten weeks based on schedule, which we all know – we, we fluctuate on how important we think schedule is. But United's schedule for the first, you know, well, for them, nine weeks. We don't know where the blank is going to get scheduled, do we? Game weeks no, not yet. two through ten at this point. Much better than cities on paper. City schedule is not easy to start the season. It makes me think, do I really want to go to KDB right away? Or would I be better served having... Aubameyang, Mane, and Son with maybe Bruno somewhere in there as well. It's a heavy midfield, brother. It really is. And once you hit that third guy Not saying that that's it, close that no. bad. Once you hit the third guy that's close to ten. So you know how you do that? There's nothing you feel more than that. Do you know how you do that? The four midfield the four midfielders I just mentioned? You you have essentially like Mitrovic Mitrovic, Ayu, and Chris Wood as your four front line. Right. And you don't have TAA in your back line. Yeah. And you hope that your 4.5 defenders, you mix and match well enough based on matchup to make that work. Mm-hmm. That your frontline guys are for the lower clubs. They'll score goals occasionally enough to get you some points. 
you know, you rotate based on matchup, and then you just play your powerhouse midfield, and you just hope that the the big points, the captaincy points, come from the right guys on the right weeks. Gosh, man, I'm looking at I'm looking at Rashford at nine five and Fernandez at ten five, well, Greenwood at seven five, and yeah. I'm like. You know, not to, and I don't know how effective Pogba might be. Pogba's at an eight zero. Oh come on, Paul Pogba is the most overrated player in the. Rashford had one hundred and seventy-seven like, points you, last year. Do you like that the comparison? If he's the John Stones of Zaha's, <laughs> I did see that. That's in your article on Patreon, published. Or is he, as so, of, or is Ryan, he the, or Ryan. is he the Eden Hazard of Mesut Ozil? <laughs> that was very good. That was well done. I just want to, I just want to bring also, that up because I specifically had to talk about Paul Pogba because the reports are, as of this moment, that he's stalling on his new contract with Manchester United because of a potential Juventus return in January. That he, the, that he could go back there. In the January it transfer doesn't window, matter. and it's just all I could think is what more Pogba contract drama. It's just it's yet another. He's thing. the narcissist who has to be in the news somehow. He, that's who. That's all he and is. And that's why would Juventus want Pogba when they have Weston Kenny McKinney? Okay, enough. We got to move on. It just Bruno stinks. Fernandez, it just stinks because Pogba or no Pogba, Bruno Fernandez at ten and a half is going to probably be in my lineup at some point in the month of September. Period. Bruno scored 117 points. Rashford scored and only played half the season. Rashford scored 177 points, played the whole season. Now, as a forward. Bruno Fernandez forward, is the right. United player I want far and away, far above and he Rashford is, and Greenwood. He's the most expensive. Now, of course. Scott, Martial is at a 9-0. Danny Ings at is forward. at an 8-5. Yeah. Okay. I, look, I, now, I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing shade on Ings. But is is Martial at a nine zero? Brian horribly undervalued there. I I am genuinely curious to know which Bruno Fernandez we're gonna get in this in the beginning of this season, the weeks thirty to thirty four Bruno Fernandez, or weeks thirty five to thirty eight Bruno Fernandez. Oh. Because by the end of the season, he had drifted so far from what he was to the point that no one would have selected him in game week thirty eight. Right. The guy who was the darling of the restart by week 37 was, I need to find a way to get rid of him. Okay, so let's ask this question, and we all know... And he scored his goal in 38 on a penalty the way he had scored so many right. other, which which you like that. There is no question about you want a penalty taker for a team that draws a ton of penalties. So we're only talking about United because of the signing of Donny Van de Beek. They don't play in game week one, but real quick... The, the answer if, to Van de Beek is you're not owning him at no, all. No, no, no. Right. But and the, if and he the, can and allow the way he's for the, some rotation, the, dis- the description is the cl- it seems like there's a the discussion is how how much he could end up being the Pogba replacement in yeah. the event that Pogba leaves, or he comes on after 75 minutes for Modic when they need a goal. Sure. Right? All right. So, Dave, I'm going to ask you first: the one United player most likely to be in your FPL lineup. Just give me the name. It's probably going to be Martial or Fernandez, and and. <laughs> We are so terrible at just answering questions. But I get thing. it, though. It's hard, no, no. right? I get it. I get Brian, it. Brian brings up a very valid point. But for me, it's easier. I can throw I, – I, again, for anyone who had listened to the last pod, I have $3 in the bank. Yeah, so, you got all kinds of money. So I can go at this moment directly from IU to Martial week one. 
uh, I could make a defender change and go to from IU to Timo Werner. But then I look at Palace's strikers. It's only IU. Like, it's Christian Benteke and somebody else, and they're both injured. With so, Southampton game week one, at Old Trafford game week two. So is that your free transfer then maybe in game week two? When Chelsea go to Liverpool, probably not, right? No. So, I mean, but I, I just Would you rather have wonder... Werner at Brighton game week one and yeah. make the move this yeah. week? So what's going to happen is Werner's going to at least score one week one. Guaranteed. And, then, and his price Hot will take. absolutely. I, I, and then I, he'll go to the 9-6. It just feels like the, the week one inevitability. Is that a new segment? Yes. The week one inevitability yes. is that Timo Werner scores a goal. Oh, it just feels like that's so Absolutely right. will go up a tenth. It just and, feels and, like In it. the beginning of the season, when someone jumps a tenth and money's so tight already, it is so hard to try to go get that person if you really want to. Yeah. I'm just, but then Timo Werner goes to, well, he's at home against Liverpool. That, I'm not wicked concerned about that. At West Brom, I don't love it. to follow. Right, that's the thing. Right, I don't yeah. love it. But I'm not wicked concerned about it. that game. Could be two two. My I man, hope it's not. I, but that's that's understood. that's the Liverpool fan of me. Sure. My sense is, like I I understand why Greenwood and Fernandez are both owned more. It makes complete sense. Money. Marcus Rashford. I, I just I I feel it's like I feel like I am out. I feel like I am a Marcus Rashford believer, on the grounds that he. He did a lot, and he just – I feel like he's so underachieved in the restart. And and I, no one's talking about him. And he's owned 6%. It's the way his season ended, right? That, that has to be yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. And but then, and that then doesn't a, mean and anything. Then a, and then a disappointing cha- – and uh, a, disappe- a disappointing end of the European you – know, to the Europe to the to Europe for him. And it's it, You could do the same thing with the way Raheem Sterling – Missed against Lyon. Like, if you wanted to take away from that and just say, like, oh, my gosh, that guy's going to be, you know, that's going to haunt him for the rest of his days and he'll never score again. And then what does he do? (laughs) He scores the game winner against Iceland for England. So it's like, I just to me, there's – I loved what Marcus Rashford did. One of the best stats of the restart to me is Marcus Rashford had 51 touches in the opposition box in in the last – eight weeks of the season. Bruno Fernandez was in the box 32 times. Mason Greenwood, 26. That's that's an enormous difference. It's not just a You're guy... You're saying he greatly underachieved his XG. It's greatly underachieved. Goals. Yeah, definitely underachieved his XG. Greenwood and Fernandez both overachieved. And that's... Uh, look, points are points. We've said this a million times. And... But and XG is XG. Is Mason Greenwood going to score five goals on eight shots on target? No, ever Probably again. No. I, it just is not. It's just not a sustainable rate. So I, that's it. I, to me, I I, I love right. Marcus Rashford. I cannot fault you for any, owning any of these guys. No. And Anthony Martial as an as a nine pound striker is going to be supremely tempting. Yeah, right. I agree. Absolutely quick. Son or Rashford, same price point. Son. Son. Son or, son or Rashford. Son's in my okay, lineup. there right we now. go. All right, Newcastle signed a couple of guys of interest. We all wondered after the season ended if Callum Wilson would end up somewhere. He did. He's at Newcastle, and he's joining his former teammate, still teammate, Ryan Frazier. Yeah. 
They changed their the red stripes for I, black and white stripes, kind of, Brian. It's, it's kind of exciting. Can you I, don't like this? I feel I like say, I like it. I've always loved Steve Bruce's Newcastle. Oh, yeah. Stop that <laughs> bullshit right now. You big freaking hater. You have. Honestly, exactly I right. am excited to watch Newcastle deep, to start deep this season. down somewhere. Steve Bruce has never Bruce. made moves like he's making moves right now. Yeah, who is this guy? Kudos to him. Hey, he's tur- turned a new leaf. I'm just saying. Part of it is you have, if you're Newcastle, you have Dwight Gale, who is now uh, recovering from knee surgery. Yeah. You have the walking groin injury, Andy Carroll. Yeah. Yep. And Joe and, Linton, who can't and score Joe as a Linton, forward. Who, yes, who does not function well as, as a, a number nine. A non-functioning forward. Right. Yeah. Or is he, they, uh, he just does not, does not yeah. fit up there very well. So Callum Wilson is supremely ownable for Newcastle. Yeah. He and doesn't he have en- a price point So yet. he ended last season, he was 7.4 was so, his okay. ending price. You think he'll come in at 7.0 or 7.5? If he comes up, if he comes in at seven zero, that is intriguing. That's in my lineup. That's in my. That lineup. is really hard. That will be hard Hold to on. say no to. Almiron, New- Newcastle starts. Newcastle at West will Ham. actually have someone in front who can actually put the ball yes. in the net at yeah. West Ham and Brighton for the first two okay, weeks. Okay, so I, Callum I'll, Wilson would be in my lineup game week one. Now, does that give more credence? To owning Almiron and or no. Saint Maximin? Okay, no. At five five is, is does Ryan Frazier in danger, Maxim, well, Saint Maximans. Well, but what price point? Again, he's not in FPL as of this moment. I wish they would play. Where is Frazier, Brian? I wish they would play a back three with Ryan Frazier on as a as a wing as back. A wing back. I think Matt. I think uh, Matt Frazier. I think Ryan Frazier comes in somewhere around five and a half because if you look at the midfielders for Newcastle, there's Almiron at six and everybody's less. St. Maximin himself's at five and a half. There's no way he's coming in higher than that. The guy's had six months off. Yeah. And fresh. He was, he's fresh, Scott. He was terrible when we saw him last because yeah. he didn't care. He was moody. Yeah, I hate moody guys. Understood. I but don't guess care. What, what was he doing when he wasn't moody, when he was motivated to play? He was doing it very he well. Was whipping <laughs> yes, yeah. but he's moody, and he's going to have to show me something. He's not moody right now. He's fired up. He's ready to whip <laughs> I don't know. I only care about whether or not he's going to endanger St. Maximin's spot in this squad. No, no, I don't, I don't hey, think, no way. No, ASM I don't think so. I think they got to. I think they would have to find a way to incorporate them to incorporate him in a different way. I, I cannot see him threatening either Almiron or St. Maximin. No way. After I agree. One hundred percent. Those guys had. Those guys were so unbelievable last. All right. Time. It's 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 the long. It's Maddie Long. It's it's Murphy. It's it's Isaac Hayes. Well, not Isaac Hayes. He's a defensive midfielder. It's Ryan Frazier will be in that lineup, guaranteed. Uh, maybe, but well, I only the, care about so the Max and Callum Wilson. The reason why I say that is because Matt Ritchie was rumored to be going going out Bournemouth, right? And so that so right, Frazier finished last season. His price was six point eight. There is absolutely no way he comes in that. No. He can't possibly come in higher There's no than Almiron. Maybe yeah, exactly. he comes in at six. Maybe. Yeah. I don't care. Callum Wilson, St. Maximan are the two guys I'm looking at, and I'm kind of excited about them. Can I move on to the next club? If Callum Wilson comes in at Jordan IU price at 6-0, that is the easy move. Oh, my move gosh. And or Mitrovic. Seven or that, less, Callum Wilson is in my lineup to start I agree the with that 100%. For the second and that, season in a row. It won't be often we agree on things. I agree with that. 
I'm a little excited about Newcastle. <laughs> I'm I I hope he Bro, doesn't. You love Newcastle. I know. I hope he doesn't come in too expensive. I I, I just feel like that is such a they they that's like the one he thing they need. Known, but he's a known entity in the Premier League, and that could be the one reason why he does come in higher. And he he's a What's interesting he's is a that bit. He's by the a, time anyone hears this, we're gonna know. The he's answer. a bit poachy. Yeah. He's fast enough. Who cares? Danny Ings is poaching. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's but the kind Ings of... and Wilson both have the injury bug in. in yeah. No, but they, what I'm they, saying they is, can it, get them. That's what I'm saying. Like last season, when it was Joelinton, when it was when it was slower guys. The I mean, I remember saying that because it was something that Newcastle fans were saying themselves. Can we get a faster guy in here? And you have one on your team. You had Dwight Gale, and Dwight Gale is so useful. Was so useful at the end of the season. Dwight Gale's a championship striker. But what I'm saying is, like, but I'm saying what I'm saying is, like, Callum Wilson really fits. He he splits the difference yes. between a guy who yes. can provide you pace and yes. also Agreed. has a nose for goal. I, I just, just I just love it too much. Breaking news: There is activity in the buttonhole. Okay. Yes, David there is. Button has moved to West Brom. He's a starter. You think so? Maybe. Why else would... <laughs> I mean, it's possible West Brom said, well, uh, we need to fill the buttonhole. Mm. Who better than David Button in the buttonhole? I don't know why else you move him. Why else would you move him? Are because you starting... he had no backup. Are you... There's no backup well, to he... Sam Johnston. So, is Johnstone starting? I think so. And David Button it's stays still, in the buttonhole for West button Brom. Hole? Yeah. I do think so. So this is where our Slack workspace has gone crazy with David Button moving to West Brom and wondering whether or not you could do like a Neyland and a Button, button two four zero strikers starting to start you the said season. strikers, you meant goalkeepers. I did. The bourbon was talking there. That's fine. Two four zero goalkeepers who sure. are potentially starting to start the season. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. John Stones... What? <laughs> John Stone. John Johnstone mm-hmm. is the starter. Mm-hmm. As he's more expensive. That's the FPL saying, "Hey, we think he's the starter." Button obviously they can't change his price. Stays at four zero. Yes. If they could, do you think they'd change his price? No, I think they would keep it exactly where it is. Even such, would you go own it with them starting home to Leicester at Everton, home to Chelsea at Southampton? Home to Burnley. No, you... Good luck, West Brom. I don't want any effing West Brom players on my fantasy Premier League team. Yeah, the only thing you would want is somebody who could possibly give you attacking returns. Unless they, unless you just think they're going to be the team that packs it in because they need and they need a strong defensive effort to to get things rolling. West Brom was way better uh, on the road last season in the championship. I was shockingly uh, better in terms of goals conceded. They were way better on the road than they were at home. Uh, so they get to start um, at home against Leicester. You'd think that um, they're probably going to give up some goals. Okay. Despite what I said earlier about concerns about Leicester, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of the double-edged sword there of those uh, those two clubs. I'm reading a Brighton blog that's saying that David Button will be a solid number two to Sam Johnstone. For West Brom, which, no. if you recall, in our promoted club pod, we talked about how there was no backup keeper. So David Button gives them a backup keeper. Number I'm just two saying for life. Don't jump too quickly to 
David Button thinking he's going to start game week one. Brian. What do you want? West Ham haven't signed any new guys. Yeah, and they sold Grady Diangana. They did send him over to West Brom, which we talked about could happen. That's good for West Brom. That's good for West Brom. And West Ham fans, rightly, are, again, the fury is rising. Okay. With ownership, because they're not doing anything. Is he ownable for West Brom, yes or no? No, you take Pereira. You take Pereira instead. But still, it's good for West Brom just because of what Diangana did. That means that our information on our promoted club pod is aged all right. Okay, yeah. But Socek is in self-quarantine. Yeah. Does that bother you as a Socek owner for game week one? I'm not. I will not be a Socek owner for game week one. This just in, Brian Chesko will not own Thomas Socek for game week one. No, I'll find some other way of, of bolstering my midfield. Hey, I would like to make St. Maximan my most expensive midfielder if I can do it. All right. Your most expensive? Yes, I would like St. Max to be my number five midfielder. Okay. I don't want. I don't think I want anyone cheaper than him. So currently, St. Max is my number five. I want him, and and, and he's going to stay there probably. Yeah, if there, yeah, I to, to me, I don't know, I don't see a reason. I don't want the doubt of Socek. For game week one, and then after that, like we've said, what part of West Ham do you want in any way? None. No. Zero. None. You want nothing yeah. to do. What with if that? James Tarkowski goes there? As they're rumored to be purchasing him. Not a big fan of us talking about rumors, Dave. Sure you know this. All right. Tarkowski. We is do a have good, enough to talk about real things. He other is than a rumors. good defender and is worthy of discussing, no matter what club he's on. Though, if West Ham get. Tarkowski, you're still not buying him just because he's good. Is he five and a half? Yeah, he's five and a half. you're just not. Buying. I'm not at. I'm, you're not, not, I'm buying not owning any five and a half defenders. From you're not owning five and a half defenders from West Ham. That's for sure. <laughs> that's exactly right. But that's a perfect lead-in, Dave. To what we need to talk about next. So we're going to talk about what's changed in our lineup since our episode last week, our season preview podcast. Can I pour more of this? Pour more rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not to be confused with the buttonhole. Right. I have made, so far, two changes to my lineup for game week one. I am certain to make more. So, if you want to know what my squad's going to look like, actually look like, going into game week one, follow us on Instagram. That is the running diary of my squad, plus additional uh, information that we get. Dave, I know you love to send me your, your squad. Yeah, I'll, I'll be posting mine as well. So you'll be able to... Si- so you'll be able to see what our squads actually look like. But for right now, I will tell you, that I have made two changes in defense since okay. last week. I went ahead and got rid of Kieran Tierney at five and a half. Okay. Okay. And Vinegar is in. Even though I don't like the schedule the first couple of weeks, he can sit on the bench for all I care. There's room for a four and a half defender on my bench. I've got four of them after all. Okay. So Ruben Vinegar is there. Uh, I've also changed Yedlin for Jamal Lascelles because Lascelles seems healthy. So I said that the Yedlin spot is a Newcastle defender spot. Sure. Lascelles is playing for them in preseason. I'm going in with Lascelles. Okay. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a a guarantee in my lineup in game week one. So this is weird. The longer I keep going over things, I keep wondering. I want to go to another cheaper defender, like a Tyrick Mitchell, and getting that money to to get four premium midfielders instead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. Man, I keep going over this, too, and, I, and I'm thinking, I, I don't think Leeds is going to score on him. I just wonder, like, I don't think, Brian, how much more can his price go up? Like, his ownership is I, that, at 53%. Look, that's what I'm saying. That, so that, is, like that is the argument week, against him. Yeah. One week where he doesn't get a clean sheet. 
it goes down. It goes down. But if he puts in 13 fantasy points, I know it. Then his price probably goes up a tenth. I know. I yeah, because then anyone that doesn't have him and he, wild cards week two. But to forget get, about the price. Forget about the price. It's also the trade off with points, right? He's priced that high because he's expected to score the most points at the defender position, and so do you trade in those points? For a cheaper defender, hoping you'll get them back somewhere else. That's the trade-off. It's just a lot of points. The last two or three years, he's scored a lot of so points. many points. And do you think he's going to be worse moving forward? Well, or better? Okay, so hold on. He set a really high standard last year. He's, I think. I what, think. Nineteen, twenty. Age in age, yeah. No, he, he's getting better. He's at least twenty-one. If only there were a way. Uh, well, I will have that answer in a second. My point is this, Scott. And I know that what I'm about to say should probably be considered blasphemy. 21. I don't think that Liverpool, on the whole, will be as good as they were last year. They were so unbelievably good the entire year. Yeah. I don't know where the letoff's going to be. And so I'm they not, won't win the title by 20 points. I'm not points. trying to jinx them, Scott. I can't imagine that they do. If I don't think they, they will. do that, will they be the greatest team in a two-year stretch no any three year because two yeah. years ago they were the best oh, second place team in history uh, uh, right there's no doubt about it and, and then last year they won the title by 20 points because yeah. city dropped off a little bit so so here's the thing credit to them they haven't had a major injury and i'm not trying to jinx them over the last two years on this ridiculous run i just don't know how long you can continue the ridiculous but trent run. alexander arnold can continue He's 21 years old. I, He's 21 years old. I agree. And he makes me so nervous to not have him. So every time. You have to have him. Every time I've tinkered with the lineup and I don't have him, I just sit there and I sweat. I know. Exactly I, right. right. You have to have him and, and, I, and four other defenders. And I'm also saying I think that the disparity in ownership between him and Andy Robertson is too big. I don't understand. I, I don't think that. You There's made a, a great case for Andy Robertson in our season I, preview pod. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen. I just don't think there's a forty-one, a forty-one percent ownership difference between the two of them. This is the Mane It's just this is the new right. Mane Sala debate. Honestly, yes, because of the half pound difference. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, look, even even for Mane and Salah, it's not that big because Salah is obviously not as essential in your midfield by just by what people are doing in terms of real life ownership, it's a fifteen percent, so or an eighteen percent difference. The other it's thing, a forty percent difference between Alexander Arnold and Robertson, who have swapped scores for the last two seasons. I want to Robertson well, scored two hundred. He scored more points than Alexander Arnold. I get it. They two were both. Ago. They've had two amazing seasons together. Okay, I want to bring this up. Last season, Robertson, 181 points, currently priced at 7-0. Virgil van Dyke, three points behind him, 178 at a 6-5. So if you're comfortable going with Robertson, shouldn't you be comfortable going with Virgil right, that, at 6.5? But that, and that's why van Dyke is owned the third most of anyone. And I think Doherty getting to second most owned is a recent development. That's not. I mean, that has not. Been that doesn't like that make always. any sense for me. Why? We're not shifting to to Spurs right now. I love it. I want him, but this is this is the problem of having expensive defenders. You don't like it? I mean, I current. 
I don't. Uh, to me, yeah, uh, to know. me, I. If you like I, clean sheets, I just think he's going to be losing his offensive. Ability. I I want to be, like I want to not like Virgil. I I admit that because I don't see him as really doing all that much. Again, I think this is probably just he scores on set pieces. Wait, does he though? I mean, how many goals did he score last season? Was he the highest scoring set piece guy for? No. Right, so that's the but thing. But he still like, was he the had, third he had highest five defender. Goals right. And that's the thing he about... He had five goals scored and two assists. Right, and that's the thing with him. So as much as I say I don't want to like him, I can't argue that he scored a lot of fantasy points. There's the, a reason why they're the priced year before, they are. Right. The year before, Virgil had four goals, four assists. Okay, so on seven to eight set pieces throughout the year, throughout 38 games, and I know that's ridiculous, in eight of them, He's going to be effective either with an assist or goal. But it comes back. So Alexander Arnold and Robertson, you could own them all year and feel okay about it with maybe an exception of a, a, a single three to four match span, right? Right. Virgil, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to own them all year or else you're going to feel like you're playing the lottery trying to guess which matches he's going to score a goal in. Right, even if you look at the matchup and say, Virgil, hey, that team is bad on set Virgil pieces. Virgil is a long-term commitment. This is why Robertson I'm about to, I'm about to drop a hammer. is not. This is why. This he's is, an affair. So <laughs> when you look at Robertson, when you look at Robertson's statistics the last two years, 12 assists both years, last year two goals. Okay, So last year he had 12, 12 assists, two goals, and Virgil finished three points behind him. So you ask yourself, how the <laughs> did Virgil do that? It's because when bonus they get points. bonus points, freaking bingo. When they get clean sheets, Virgil is there nine. getting nine. Yeah. And that's how he does it. And it's freaking sneaky. And all I have to that's do, That's why Brian, Virgil can be a long-term commitment. All I have to He's do. He's the spouse. All I have I to do know. is click over and look at Virgil's bonus points last year. And it's not as many as I thought. Right. That's why I'm saying. It's only I just, 14. Right. That's what I mean. I, I just don't. The only other thing is this, Scott. He's just playing every game. That's it. Every He's minute. playing every game every and Robertson game. doesn't. They, no. And, well, and he won't listen. this year. Robertson's going to be rotated more. What's the one signing Liverpool's made this summer? The, it's the Robertson cover. It's the Robertson cover. Robertson now is a proper backup. Right. They need to manage. They, if they want to do anything, they are going to manage All right. his so minutes. So that alone makes me say Robertson is third in the defense order of guys I want in my lineup. I want Virgil more than I want Andy Robertson. But Trent Alexander-Arnold is still the clear-cut number one in my lineup as I sit here. I still don't Can know I tell you that is. since we've been debating Liverpool defenders, I've made two more changes to my lineup. Unbelievable. You put Alexander Arnold in. He's and in. You put already. him on Virgil Van Dyke's shoulders. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. That's exactly right. I've got two Liverpool like, kits stacked on top of each it's other. It's like a lion riding yeah. a shark. It's exactly. It's exactly. It's, <laughs> I'm agreeing, but I don't know what I'm agreeing to. No, I. So Vinegar's in, and I mentioned that Lascelles is in. Uh, I've also gone to Tyrick Mitchell, Crystal right. Palace defender. And I've swapped out Keenan Davis for Mitrovic of Fulham. So you have three startable forwards. I ha- I do well, sort of. I have Ings. I have Chris Wood, who's not playing game week okay, one. Okay, but I'm saying like, and Mitrovic. But in real life, startable. Yeah, you're just and saying honestly, I'm going to take Chris Wood 
a zero just to, to start the season with him because he's capable. He's at the end of my bench currently in my in right, my lineup. But you can throw yeah. him in week two. I absolutely right. could. And and Chris, it's Woods not gonna... like Keenan Davis who is not only not Correct. usable week one, but then also not usable if we do iffy after that. Right. Chris Woods going to start if healthy. Danny Ings is going to start if healthy, but I could also easily turn Danny Ings into a Jordan Ayu and get two and a half pounds back with that move too. Cause I am all in on the midfield period. Currently it's a bombing, uh, well, Mane, but you guys have sold me on Salah, so that's going to probably switch to Salah. So Aubameyang, Salah, and Son, but I want a United midfielder. And to so we'll start see the what season. Happens. I do. Even though they're not playing week one. Well, not to start the season, maybe. I like Barnes Which as my fine. number four. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. You're sending a guy to the bench. Harvey fine. Barnes is my number four yeah. midfielder right now, and I like that at West Brom. I'm okay with that against Burnley. Uh Tyrick Mitchell came in at the expense of Charlie Taylor. I will be fine taking my time bringing Charlie Taylor back into my squad. I get that. So, you know, I don't mind having the the guy who's going to be trying to score goals against Burnley in game week two uh, when Harvey Barnes is playing uh, playing Burnley. Mm-hmm. So, with all that said, that's that's where my squad's at right now. I want KDB. Eventually, I'll probably have KDB. Right now, it's not possible for me to have KDB when I want Aubameyang, for the first couple of weeks especially, Mo Salah, because he's Mo Salah, and Son, because, honestly, why wouldn't you have Son at nine pounds to start the season? See Brian Chesko's midfielder article on Patreon. Any changes you want to mention, Dave, to your lineup? No. I mean, sort of, yeah. I, 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 I threw Saliba out and brought Mitchell in as well. And I just gained a... a you had Saliba. I did. You were but, maxed out on Arsenal. Well, yeah, Look at you. it happened, but I, I, it wasn't on purpose. I just am... Now that holding is staying, it it feels like a... Uh, however Arteta plays week one, if it's a back four, it could be Louise and holding, uh, starting in the back four. And then if it's a back three, Tyranny... Louise and holding. And so I just, I, I'm just starting to get that feeling. And I'm like, you know what? I want starters. I know Mitchell's starting. Remind listeners, are you, are you still focusing on value? Like player prices to start the season? That's still your big focus to start the new season. Oh yeah. No, no. As soon as, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean it now (laughs) I made some bad decisions, but I had, uh, and of course my, my brother loves to mock it and you know, all the time of, Oh Yeah. Look what value got you. Never gets you anything. But look, I will continue. To <laughs> I will say you're have, good at increasing have, the value of your team. Having more money, you're terrible at knowing what to do with that money in the second half. And of the that season. is very valid. So, hey, my, his second half was pretty good. The restart was great. Season. It yeah. was. It the problem was, the, was what happened between <laughs> January and, and the restart yeah. is where I failed. <laughs> look, if we, look this season. The, if ever, and I know winning is winning, this, I mean, this was uh, extraordinary circumstances. So what everyone got weeks 30 to 38 in this previous season is unprecedented. Ne- never before has there been an opportunity for what effectively was three wild cards in the course of a, of a sure. season. So there was lots to... Yeah, there were a lot of ways that the season was different. not effectively. But Scott, a- it, actually, Scott, yes, in right. fairness, though, one 
advantage. You and I went into that almost at the same score. I was able to do the restart better, I think. And it might have also had to do with – I'd have to go back and look at it. Captain's choices or whatever. I did have more money to spend. Yeah, I, I was significantly hampered by but my the, money. The, the, what I'm saying is the disruption to the flow of teams, the you know multiple month layoff. Like there was so many everything factors, was right? Everything, everything was, was different. so different, it and, was and ha- but everyone had to react, and so everyone was playing the same game. But still, it's just not it's not the same type of season. It's not. It hopefully it doesn't happen again. I will say this: I will pay more attention to money. For the players that are in my squad. But I'm still me. And you said last week, That's right. play to your personality. I agree. Set it and forget it as much as possible is my goal. But I still have wild cards the same way everyone else does. I can change what I set and then forget when I play my wild card. That's right. So and- that can bring in City and United and, and, and anyone else that isn't playing game week one, that could easily change. And I'm not scared to play my wild card early. I'm not scared to do that. And as long as you have a rule that says you can break your rules whenever you want, you can do whatever you want whenever you want. It's awesome. Well, I took more negative fours last season than ever in my life playing FPL, and it was my worst season on record. I am going to – one of the things I'm going to try to do better this this year is change – make my transfers – in in the top half, in the midfield and striker positions, and not change defenders. Much. That's a really interesting point. So I have in the past tended to focus my free transfer on the end of my lineup, like strengthening the the guy on my bench that's hurt, for instance. And I think I would like to focus from the top down on my free transfer instead. Is there a guy whose price is going up? who is in form, who I need in my lineup as midfielder one or midfielder two or forward one. Starting from the top down with my free transfer feels like a better idea than what I've been doing in the past, which is to basically improve my bench. And and so I agree with that, what you just said. Maybe I'm taking a little bit further than you were, but I think that's exactly right, and I plan to focus on that in the new season. I took a minus 80 last season on extra transfers. I just need to know. Overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of extra. Brian, have you changed your lineup at all since we spoke last weekend? Uh, Only uh, just the movement of Tyrick Mitchell in uh, to make up some extra, to make uh, an extra .5. I, I, listen, I started when we talked before, uh, Alex McCarthy was my starter with Aston Villa, bench goalkeeper as my number two. Yeah. I might take a shot. I think it's worth having Emiliano Martinez as my uh, 1A as far as goalkeeper. I want... Yeah. Look, what, if, wait, wait, wait. Does that mean you have two 4.5 what I, Yeah, keepers? what I mean is I have two 4.5 goalkeepers, and it's McCarthy and Martinez. And I, to me, the, the prospect of Emiliano Martinez winning the job over Lino... I is, hate is, having... ...is just so tempting to me i want to have him there but listen i hate having two starting keepers in my lineup i don't i like having one just set it and forget it keeper and have a backup who's not taking up any more money than he has so to. if i if i did move because of the move to tyrick mitchell and i if i went back to a 4-0 goalkeeper which could be like i said aston villa either steer or neeland 
that gives me I, I I could make a midfield that includes Aubameyang, Mane, or Salah, Son, and an eight-pound uh, midfielder as my fourth midfielder. So that could be Willian. That could be. Uh, and then, then, then I'm like, I'm eight Chelsea. Point, right. Then I'm so Z-ish. close. Right. Then I'm so close to that fourth guy. That's really expensive. Yeah. And that's, and then I also have Werner. As but Z-ish one of my, isn't starting. I have Werner as one of my starters and I have Alexander Arnold as a defender. That's great. I am so close to having a, a team that I'm like, yeah, I like this going into it. Game week one. Game week into going into game week one. And I feel like, uh, the price reveal of Callum Wilson is the it's one. Be, it's, oh, it's the one thing that I'm like, come on, tell us what it is. Yeah, can you? Can you is believe? it seven? That's the one thing that it is all it seven and on. a half? It's probably going to be seven and a half, probably. Anyway, yeah, I've made a couple moves. Like I said, I want to have uh, before I had Sochek in there. I don't. I do not. And I had Phil Foden in there as well. To me, I don't want to have either of those guys, especially because of uh, not just. COVID related weirdness, but also just I don't I, I think I'm for my formation I will need to have playable real life starting players yeah. in my midfield. So, uh real quick, uh yeah. Emiliano Martinez or Alex McCarthy game week one. I would trust McCarthy. I there's to me I don't I just don't I don't I, I don't know how you could if say If Martinez gets sold, the rumor is he's going to Aston Villa where he would take over the Nealand spot. The thing you could do, I mean, He'd be the starter coming. Is thing. Emiliano Martinez worth it at four and a half for Villa? Is, no, is my but question. He is absolutely for Arsenal. No, that's his a thing. clean sheet record. The, the, does the, he make he makes Villa better though? He does make Villa better. Yeah, but it's good. Better no, it's all, but that's coverage for Tom Heaton. How do you not? How do you not have then competition? The same kind of competition. Tom how Heaton is, has to be number one. Right? How is Lino and and Martinez not the same as Tom Heaton and Martinez? That's true. I feel like Martinez, it's the same kind of true. thing. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Right, which Regardless is why I'm saying rumors. what you could do. What you do is you start Martinez as your week one goalkeeper and have a starter as your. Bench goalkeeper. I mean, that's the only other thing I Martinez can think to do. Martinez could start game week one and kneel in game week two. That could happen if those are your two keepers. Sure. W- would you be okay if Emiliano Martinez is the starter for Arsenal and he plays at Fulham in week one? Are you okay with that? Oh my gosh, yeah. Right. So I, but I don't feel good about it. It's not the it's not the best possible matchup, but still, you'd say no, no. I don't. Oh, I just don't feel that. good about him playing. Right, but that's what I'm I saying. I know Alex McCarthy's playing it against Crystal right, Palace. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. When if was the last meaningful game Arsenal played that he didn't start? That's what? not the point. Leno, Leno has not been able to take his job back. Martinez was on holiday, came back for two days, and started the Community Shield. What I'm saying is, if regardless of whether it's McCarthy or Matt Ryan or another four-and-a-half starter, if you have McCarthy as your bench goalkeeper, you're, I, I feel like it's equal. Uh, Arsenal at Fulham and Southampton at Crystal Palace. I, Do you think that, that's equal as clean sheet chances? I think McCarthy has a probably a little better chance, wow. honestly, of a clean sheet. So don't start Palace. Jordan Ayew week one. Wow, I'm I'm surprised. Would, uh, what I'm saying is, if you start Emiliano Martinez. As your starter, and you have an Alex McCarthy as your backup, yeah. and somehow Lino starts, you're okay 
with oh. having McCarthy subbing in. Complete. Agree, a hundred percent. I'm not saying if you're like, yeah, that's why. No, t- that's why right that. now my okay. team is okay. Martinez and I'm McCarthy, okay. and I want goalkeepers that their last name starts with M. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Dave, any changes uh, that you want to mention? Uh, yeah, I think I had, had said that I brought in Mitchell uh, for Saliba, and uh, Neeland is not in the buttonhole. Uh, McCarthy's now in the buttonhole. McCarthy and, Mar- and Martinez is starting week one. in the one. buttonhole. Nine pounds to your forward or to your uh, goalkeeper sure. position. I made up the half, half a pound. pound dollar uh, going to Mitchell, and I am spending it then at goalkeeper. Who so went out I, for Mitchell? You said. I had Saliba, which Saliba. I didn't feel great about. Yeah. And so. No, that's terrible I, for game I, one. I'm just starting to feel like it's going to be holding in Louise starting week one. You know yeah. how rumors are ramping up at this point. The The rumor mill of, you know, Arsenal center back is, you know, it's Hot at heavy. its peak. Yeah. It's yeah. the same as who's, you know, what is Manchester United going to do? Now that Harry Maguire's in jail. You know what I mean? I just feel like there are so many things that can change here in moments before the end of the season or before the start of the season. And, I, you know, I, it's just really difficult to, to make final decisions here. All right. We're bringing this pod home. Brian, real quick, give out the league code. Anyone who's still listening to this episode, kudos to you. You get the league code for the FPL America podcast, mini Brian, league to start the season. Uh, Brian, how can what 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 code do listeners need to join our podcast mini league? The FPL America League code. Are you have a Are you have a pencil? I I I, I and a piece of paper. Handy? I has a pencil. FPL America code League M G A six Q P. That is not. MGA, there is no affiliation whatsoever with Make America Great Again. No. MGA just happens to be the randomly generated code. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Smith. MGA 6QP FPL America. Now, guys, with that said, you can also <laughs> join our mini mini league, the What Is This World Twisted League. By joining the middle tier or higher on our Patreon site. I know I've plugged this a few times on this episode already. We have someone new who has joined, and so we want to make sure we mention him. He has joined our Slack workspaces. Sweet JC. John, welcome aboard as joining our well, our our community within the community at the tier that you did. We want to make sure that we mention you here as we end this podcast episode. John is another West Coaster who has joined us, even though we're East Coasters. That's the beauty of this whole thing. This thing is... West Coast of the United States of America? It, yes. That's the beauty of this thing. Even though oh we're East gosh, Coasters, yeah. people are joining us worldwide, and John is another West Coaster who's joined the community within the community. So, John, sweet JC, welcome aboard. We're glad you're with us. And I hope that we haven't already driven you off with all of the analysis we've done I was off say- air throughout the last week. How could you ever thank someone like that enough? Honestly, <laughs> at true. this point, it's there's true. no possible way to say thank you enough to somebody <laughs> like that. All right, final question of this episode. Thank you, John. As we, as, thank you, John. Final question of this episode as we end this. Are you captaining Aubameyang at Fulham 
or Salah home against Leeds. It's got to be one of those two, right? Dave, I know you're captaining your own guy. I'm going way off script, and I'm going to captain uh, Pierre-Emile Hoybier for Spurs. No, you are not. At home against uh, Everton, uh, just on a random chance. I might triple captain him, actually. Game week one triple captain of Hoybier? Why not? Okay. What's the worst that could happen? I'm absolutely captaining Aubameyang. I, I, I'm lucky. It's it's a no-brainer. I, I, I feel like it's too easy. Which, which look, he won't score. Okay. It's, My, it's obvious, right? I'm jinxing right? it. I know. He won't score. But, but Fulham's defense is the same defense from two years ago. Mine, I mean, Joe Bryan is new, but it's, it's, it's got to be a bombing or Salah slash Mane, right? I would think so. What I was going to ask you, Scott Weeby, as a Liverpool yeah. fan, is what are, what are the uh, chances of a Liverpool championship hangover? Uh, to start the season? Yeah, fair question. Um, I think minimal. Because of Project Restart. I think that was the hangover. I think you got kind of a sense of what that hangover looked like because the championship was essentially won by that point. Uh, Dave, I'm sure if we went back into the archives and revisited last summer when we talked about uh, the form of players in the – clubs in the preseason Liverpool was terrible last yes. summer As and then uh, they completely uh, destroyed everyone from uh, week one on sure to the point that they had won the title by week eight yep um, in October so <laughs> I guess it. the question is is there any reason to think that once uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is back fully in the lineup and you have the normal players playing uh, for matches that matter is there any reason to doubt them uh, Aubameyang's form has been scorching no matter what. And i that's the thing for me that is really difficult to overlook. It doesn't matter. Like I said, where is the downside with this guy? Good matchup, bad matchup, on paper, real life, doesn't matter. Aubameyang uh, is getting to that point of, like, scores when he wants. And I don't, like, I don't know how you keep him out of your lineup. I really don't. And then not only that... At this point, it doesn't matter playing uh, Fulham away. Why not? Yeah. I, I just don't. It it seems like the obvious choice. And I don't know what, if only there was a way, Brian, where you knew the captaincy uh, choices. He's owned by 42%, 42.8% of teams currently. I do like Mane at home to Leeds as a differential, which is weird to say, but it's only because look at the, the well, ownership. Home, look at the ownership disparity. Salah's I said like I said, it's it's an eighteen point percentage difference. And captaining Mane, who always cares only and seems to really uh be proficient in the way he kicks the ball into the net. I love either guy. I don't know how you can make an argument against if you own Mane, why you also couldn't captain him at home against Leeds. I, I get it. I, I don't have an argument against it. I mean, it, it's good and better choices. Yeah, but who's I, the most? I, off, I just feel like Leeds is the better team. So. Who's the most off-script guy though that you could that you could captain going into this going into this game week as an attacker? Saint Maximan. I just don't think I mean, you would Sun, ever. I just Sun's don't think you would ever do Everton. that. We don't know yet if Everton are going to come together for game week one. That could be something. 
there's going to be someone who's going to jump out at us, like a Adama Traore. You know, we never saw him coming last year. Uh, there's I think be, it's more likely to be a home player, which is why I look at Spurs. A guy that right now I know that I, I like I, I wrote about this. To me, I'm shocked of all the shocking things, not as not on Soyunji level, but Wilfred Zaha being owned seven percent to me is, a lot of people is, like, is like oddly high, high mm-hmm. considering how bad he was yeah. most of last season. Yeah. But um there has you know, just that he's been playing up front. He's been playing in a at a in a four four two with IU as yeah. a as functionally out right. of position. Right, which which and they play home to Southampton. And like we've said, you know, like Dave, it's it's a it's like the wishy washiness of Southampton. I know. It's they're, like they're, it's like they're good and bad. And you like it and you don't like it. Yeah. And then I'm getting to play at home against Southampton and you know what Zaha is capable of. So is it a locked in Zaha? Is it a Zaha that's still there in week one? In a, in like in the next know. four days? Who knows? Uh I just feel like there are some guys that you could you know, week one you could take a shot on, but I just feel like the ownership is so high yeah. with these main guys. You you stand to lose a lot in week one by not captaining Obama uh, Obama Yang or yeah. Salah. Yep, there's no doubt so, about it. Anyway, Scott, I think we finally made it. We went a little bit longer than we wanted to. A lot longer. We did. We're there. Dave, take us home. Hey, listen, find us on the socials if you really want to help us out. Give us some reviews on whatever you listen on. Again, good reviews, bad reviews, they're all the same. Give, give us some reviews and ratings. We so greatly appreciate it. We can't thank you guys enough for actually taking the time to listen to these blowholes blow air. Uh, <laughs> so thankful for that. Hey, for the fantasy. Wait, can I say one more thing? Yes. Uh, Brian, And before I close this out, Brian, Brian's one last thing. Can you guys freaking believe that Timo Werner is owned 46.8%? Makes me nervous to not. Forty six point eight. Scott, did you hear what I said? If he doesn't score, holy week cow! One, if he doesn't score week one, it's going to be a fire sale. That is nuts. That's, that is. Nuts. Harry Kane is owned fifteen point nine, and Werner is owned forty six point eight. Harry's expensive. Wow. Harry, Harry's expensive. Hey. Anyways. People are banking on some points. Guess so. For the FPL America Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.